For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to preview the Tennessee Titans versus the New England Patriots. This is a big game. Denard, if Titans win, they are able to extend their lead in the AFC and holding on to that coveted number one seed. If they lose, they could potentially fall all the way to three in the AFC. And as we know, the roster has become riddled with injuries throughout a lot of roster moves that happened right before you and I are recording. We will dive into all of that. But before we do, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online, And it's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to our new updated desk or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. Check them out today. Hi, right, this time I will bring in the one, the only, Denard Walker. Denard, <sighs> how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing awesome, Debo. I'm doing awesome, man. It's a little cold down here in Texas, but uh, hey, it's the holidays, and I just want to wish you, first of all, uh, a pre-happy uh, Thanksgiving, brother. Well, Denard, thank you for saying that, and likewise back to you and to our listeners. I was kind of waiting to do a spill at the end, but since we're already there, yeah. I'd like to wish them a happy Thanksgiving as well, and we are thankful that they tune in each and every week. It really does help us give you all this show, and if, if, if it weren't for you, it wouldn't be possible to do this. So big shout out to you all, Denard. I know the people are really like, my gosh, can the injuries continue to come? What is going to be next for the Titans as they make their roster moves? 
I'm just going to read off what the Titans decided to do on Tuesday afternoon whenever it comes to everything that happened for the transaction and the, that wire. And, and then I'll, I will get your thoughts, D. So, for starters, the Titans, for the active roster, they have added defensive back Buster Screen, running back Donchell Hilliard, and outside linebacker John Simon. Buster, if you remember, he played college ball at, at UTC, Tennessee Chattanooga. has been in the league for a long time. Uh, and, and so it's one of those things to where he was with the 49ers earlier this year, and now the Titans, as we move to what's happened for the IR, they've added defensive back Chris Jackson and receiver Marcus Johnson to the injured reserve. Chris Jackson's the reason they've ended up adding Chris Jackson's why they went out and they got Buster, but Marcus Johnson, this is his second stint going on the IR with the hamstring injury, so his season is over. I know you all are probably thinking, Davey, you're burying the lead, and that's right. I kind of wanted to wait and get to it. But the big news is that running back Adrian Peterson has been waived from the active roster. And the other news on top of that, and I know I'm just kind of throwing a bunch of stuff at you all right now, but as it relates to the practice squad, the Titans have signed Golden Tate, wide receiver who... Notre Dame. Notre Dame played high school ball in the Nashville area. And they've also added running back Rodney Smith and receiver Austin Mack, along with defensive lineman Kevin Strong, to the practice squad. So, continuing to make moves as we try to figure out, okay, what is this roster going to look like for this Sunday? And then moving forward, at least we have the bye week after the New England game. But, Denard, I listed all that stuff that has happened and I know normally we should break this up, but it's I, I just it was like yeah. I just got to get this off my chest. Got to throw this out there. <laughs> it's okay. What's What's the most shocking thing that you saw whenever you look at everything that we had to do? I'm not sh- I'm not shocked, Davey. This is the National Football League, and I'm always saying, Debo, expect what? Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. And if this is like Boys the Men said back in 1991. This is the end of the road, and I can't let go of I'm just, I'm just glad you didn't say I want to make love to you. So. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out. I've been wanting to sing for a while. But if this is the end of the road for AD, uh, I like to say, you know what, congratulations on a Hall of Fame career. Uh, when you look at his numbers, we, we knew. He's 36 years old. This is not the same Adrian Peterson uh, when he came into the league. Uh, drafted by the Vikings in the first round 12 years ago. This is not the same Adrian Peterson. If you look at the last three games, Debo, you're talking about uh, he had a total of 82 yards uh, in three games. And we're talking about a player that in his prom, he usually in the first quarter had 82 yards. So, again, I'm not shocked, but if this is it for him, i like to say congratulations on a great career. Yes, I would expect this would be it. I feel that obviously this is not the ending anyone wanted for this situation. As it relates to the Titans' current roster, I do expect that this means they believe that Jeremy McNichols will be coming back from his concussion, and then they're going to roll with McNichols, Hilliard, and Deontay Foreman. Now, it it does... It feels bad because, I mean, obviously you were hoping whenever you brought in Adrian, he was still going to have a little bit of magic left in the tank, and you really just never saw it. I mean, we constantly saw he was running 
he wasn't getting his pads low. I mean, he was up high, and once there was contact, he really struggled to get through it. I even had on my notes, Denard, before that news broke, I was going to say if he has a bad game against the Patriots, there's really no point in holding on, and I was going to say we should we should probably cut him. Titans went ahead and decided to do that now. I guess they were thinking there's no reason to, to even move forward in that regard. But, yeah, that's that's the big news there. The other big news, just because he's a guy who's been in the league for a long time, Golden Tate added to the practice squad. I would presume they're looking to activate him early. I I went back and I've watched part of the Texans game, D, and one of the big things that was very frustrating a lot of the time watching that tape was how little, I know he got a touchdown, but how little Des Fitzpatrick actually knew the playbook. One of the interceptions that Ryan had was just on Des not knowing the route. And then I guess, I don't know if I was just in my fills on Sunday when we recorded, but you heard an audible that came out loud where Ryan looks to Des and says, Des, do you have it? Basically, like, he's having to single him out. And I know Des caught the pass, but it's like, that that kind of lets me know that, one, they don't feel confident that Des is going to run the right route. And then, obviously, we saw later on he didn't, and it cost the team the ball. but the receiver situation is bad. I mean, do you do you think this is something where Golden Tate is active on Sunday against the, the Pats? Well, who else do you have? There's nobody else. That's uh, a very fair point. The, you, you you talked about Cody Holliston. First of all, I want to say uh, I wanted to give uh, – I wanted to say this is that I just made a mistake. Adrian, this was his 15th year, and what I was doing was thinking about the last three years of his career really not playing, but – Again, this was his 15th year in the league, not his 12th. But yes, Davey, I wouldn't, I would anticipate, uh, Golden State, who has been a savvy vet in this league for a long time, uh, very productive. You look at his time in Seattle, uh, he was a, a marquee receiver up there for a lot of years, but you don't have anybody else. We don't know AJ's situation, uh, a chest injury, shoulder. He was banged up, looked like a finger the first part of the game. Who else do you have? There's nobody there. Chester Rogers, Nick, Nick Westbrook, Arkine, who had a great game Sunday. Dez, let's give Dez a little bit of, I'm going to cut him some slack because Dez was released um, in training camp. He was cut, and I know they brought him back on the practice squad, but this is only his second game that he's been activated. So, again, it's going to take him some time to get acclimated to this playbook, and he's been thrown in a situation I don't think he was anticipating and playing this much. Uh, Cody Hollister, a big playmaker in preseason. Uh, could we see him, Debo? I, I think we'll um, see him and so, Mason Kinsey. I hope so because there's nobody else other than Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Chester Rogers as far as guys, players with experience on the perimeters. And and you're going to New England, who has one of the top secondaries in the National Football League. This team, they are hot. And when you look at that unit, Jalen Mills, the former LSU Tiger, the former Eagles. You're talking about Devin, Devin McCourty. What Kevin Byard is to Tennessee is what Devin McCourty is to the New England Patriots. And J.C. Jackson, six interceptions this season. This team has nine, and their strong safety in Cal Dugard. This secondary is one of their strongest, uh, it's really their, one of their strongest units on that defense. And so now, if you're that, if you're New England, you're saying, well, who does Tennessee have other than Nick Westbrook that could actually hurt us? So again, I would anticipate 
a heavy dose of Golden Tate. I'm pretty sure right now he's um, working with Rob Moore. They're probably sitting in the office trying to get that playbook down because there's nobody else that the Titans can play Sunday other than Nick and Chester that has experience. Yeah, as we transition into just talking about the game, it's still one of those things to where I'm, I'm waiting for the injury report to see if, if certain guys are going to be out that I was expecting might be able to get back out there. But it's it's got to be hard for the coaching staff to draw up a game plan whenever they really don't know what pieces they're going to have on the on the board. But it doesn't really matter. You're in a position, you got to go out there. And I know they weren't hoping to have to deal with the amount of injuries that they've sustained, but it is what it is. And going back and looking back off of this past week, which was Mike Vrabel's worst game of the year as a head coach, just as far as the game plan, he was pressing way too much. I think there were a couple times, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but you look back, you should have took points. And it wasn't like the Houston Texans did a lot to beat you. Uh, one of the, the, the best parts of their game plan was just, we're not going to allow their, the Houston Texans, we're not going to allow the Titans front four to get back there and create havoc and cause sacks. They, they didn't have any sacks. Tyrod Taylor got rid of the ball quickly. We talked about how little of yardage they actually had in the game, but it worked out because the Titans did the one thing they couldn't do, which was shoot themselves in the foot. And when you have as many turnovers as the Titans did, it ultimately cost you. And Ryan Tannehill, no way around it, has to be so much better this coming game. I know he doesn't have the normal weapons he's operating with, but we're at that point to where it's, okay, Ryan, we know you're shorthanded when you look at who you have, but you have to step up. And we're not saying be elite, because I don't think there's any quarterback that could be elite with what you look at as far as the receivers and the running backs at the Titans have. But you can't have the catastrophic plays that cost your team the game this past Sunday. We, we take a step back and you look at it, Ryan Tannehill on the year, 13 passing touchdowns, 12 interceptions, leading the league in the amount of interceptions, and it's just not been a good year for him. Now, he's still playing at that level, has managed to help the team get to 8-3. and three. I mean, we, we can't just say he's not been a part of that because he has, but the one thing is Todd Downing, I think they need to get back to the play action. I'm going to pull up some stats for you here in a second, Denard, as it relates to that. But if you are the Titans, and I know I'm bringing up Ryan because you were talking about the defense that Bill Belichick wants to run. You look at their secondary. What is the best way to attack New England? And I mean, they've been coming on hot lately. So if you were having to figure out, okay, I'm the Titans offense. What am I going to do to finally get some drives together and try to get points on the board? Well, I want to first, and, and before I talk about how uh, this Titan team will attack uh, pretty much the hottest team <laughs> in football right now because they have a five-game winning streak, let's, let's, let's talk about Ryan for one second, Debo. And, you know, what you just said, I was thinking about Tom Brady's last year in New England in 2019. And one of the things that a lot of experts and the commentators was talking about, uh, the lack of playmakers that he had around him. He didn't have no more, there was no more Randy Moss, Julian Elderman. He was getting old. And of course, you know, I love Julian, but he, you know, he retired and Nikhil Henry again, out of their first round pick out of Arizona State. He was like Des Fitzpatrick. He was clueless as to what's going on. Even Cam uh, made reference to that last year in training camp that Nikhil 
Harry, who they're, they were anticipating as being their Randy Moss. He's in his third year now, and he's been really demoted. <laughs> you know, this was their first round pick three years ago. And then we know about Josh Gordon issues. Josh Gordon should be a first ballot Hall of Fame when his career's up. But unfortunately, you know, drugs and stuff has derailed his career. And I feel bad for Josh because he played at Baylor and I've been following his career from the beginning. But one of the things they talked about, Tom did not have no weapons on the edges. So who is he going to throw to? So that's exactly what has happened with Ryan. This is, you can't fault Ryan because I watched that game Sunday, Debo, and what he was doing is what any other good quarterback would have done. He was pressing to make plays. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you because I love you like a brother that I never wanted, but he doesn't have a, AJ was about 50% that game. Chester, Nick Westbrook, Akene was the only player making plays. And you have, he had no running game. So if you don't, if you don't have playmakers, it's hard to make a play. So again, this is going to be the theme as I transition into how would you, how are this Titans team going to attack this New England? Let's look at the defense. Let's start with their corners back. You talk about Jalen Mills and you talk about JC Jackson. This might be the best duo in the AFC right now, Debo. And you know what they have going for them? What's that? They're healthy. They're healthy. This team, this unit right now, this receiving core, they've been decimated by injuries. You bring it in Golden Tate. I love Golden, but I don't think, how old is Golden, D? He's up there. 32, probably. 32. That's old in the NFL as far as NFL standards is concerned. And you're going against a secondary that has nine interceptions. You have a cornerback right now who's playing at a Pro Bowl level in J.C. Jackson. He's 33. So what are you going to, he's, how, 33? He's 33. I also just realized him and well, I share, a, we share a birthday. Terms. So, Oh, well, that's cool. Well, I feel sorry for him. But <laughs> let me tell you something. 33 in the National Football League is like, what, dog years is what, like one is seven years a year? That's pretty bad seeing as we just got rid of a 36-year-old running back. So, I mean, it's up there. They would have been better off of getting me or you. I wouldn't go that far, but it, it's obviously been sad. <laughs> D, I, I, I got to stop you. I understand in certain situations you have to press, but I mean, there are times like Ryan just, he can't make those throws. Houston, it, it's, it's one thing if you are in a game where it's like they're just putting up points. They only managed to score 22 points, and most of that was just because of the turnovers we gave them, and we put them yeah, in even such with favorable positions. Even with those points, it was 12 19 going into the fourth quarter. I know. You're sitting there saying, well, why did he make those throws? D, you have to understand, he's pressing. That's what happens. He was Tom doing that Brady early in the game, back too. In 2000. Davey, we can talk about the five turnovers, but we have to let it go because we have to talk about New England. But on that, as far as like Ryan moving forward, like he can't press in those situations. Like If he did what he did against the Texans this coming Sunday, well, we, we're going to lose. Well, I don't care who's back there. If you five turnovers, yeah, you're going to lose the game, period. Or you're, but they still had a chance to win, even, even with those turnovers. Turnovers will get you beat, D. I'm not going to sit here and make an excuse for Ryan, but what I'm saying, D, this man, he has no weapons. What are you going to start with? Let's, let's take, for instance, this is a team game. I'm always saying this is a team game. Let's look at pre and post Ryan. Look at what he had the first eight games of the season. Let's look what he had. He had arguably the best running back in the league. 
What was this team record after eight games, Debo? After eight games, we were after eight six games. and two. Six, six and, two. and two. Okay. You had a running back by the name of Derrick Henry. In those eight games, he had 937 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns, and 18 receptions for 154. Let's go post after Derrick Henry. What do you have in the absence of Derrick? You have Deontay Foreman in three games, has 84 yards rushing and 63 yards in reception yards. You look at Dontrell Hilliard. This was the first time Dontrell has played all year. He had 35 yards Sunday in the loss against the Texans. And then the one player that we were anticipating as stepping out and being that alpha, being that alpha running back was Deontay Foreman. I mean, let's just look at what he's done. I mean, look at the yardage. 84 yards. Davey, that's that's not going to cut it in this league. And let's talk about the weather being an issue as well. It started raining the second half. Now, I'm not necessarily saying, Denar, give me, let's make excuses for Ryan. But Davey, I don't care if you're Tom Brady. I don't care if you're Dan Marino. I don't even care if you're Joe Montana. If you don't have players to throw it to, and if you don't have a quality running game, you are not going to win in this game. I alluded to that fact on our last podcast. I said, Davey, when you have a young quarterback, or if you have a, a really great quarterback and you're struggling with your receivers, what usually helps a young quarterback or if you have a lack of production on the edges? Well, it's, it's a, a strong run game. Win. It's a strong run game. A strong way. There you go. A strong running game. And that's what they don't have. They don't have a running game, Davey. It's all about the running game right now. And now the injuries have trickle right to the receiver. So now you have no running game, and now you're without your two best weapons in AJ and Julio. I, I, and I'm, now Marcus is out. I'm with you. So who is he going to throw to? I'm, I'm 100% with you, Denard. And it's not like uh, I was surprised. Uh, we, we can talk about it, but Anthony Ferkser has been a zero-impact player this year outside of I agree falling, falling on the fumble. And I no, mean, Jeff Swain. But, you didn't even talk about Big no, Jeff, did I, he? I, I know that, and and so I, I understand where the lack of talent around him is hurting him, but at the same time, your number one goal as a quarterback is to protect the ball. And so I say we would have been better off, based off how a lot of this game unfolded, of just actually taking a knee and punting it like they did in the water boy. As crazy as no, that sounds. Oh, boy. Oh, as my as crazy that, as that you? sounds. I, oh, I have to because God. you what, look what at the, the turnovers. What, what, I just told well, I, 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 what did I tell you? What a, when a black grandmama, when she says this word to her black grandchild, and she says, child, please, what is she saying in a nice way? She basically saying what? She's what calling me stupid, she's Denar. She's calling, she's calling me stupid. you stupid. It's just a nice way of saying you stupid and shut up, boy. That's what I'm for. Hey, Davey. I get it. You know why? You know why I love you? If there's 100% in loving someone, right now I love you by 5% of that. You know what you just said? You basically telling the team to give up. You telling the team just to go. Are you, you no, I'm, said, I'm, I'm telling the, I'm telling the, the team. Boy? Yeah, I'm telling the team that uh, oh, your defense goodness. has a better chance of giving you points than oh. your offense does in this situation. Because if you go back and you look at the game as bad as it was, I, I know you're looking at me crazy, and I'm, I'm being a little facetious when I say that, but. You, you didn't get the running game going. What? Wait, who, who, for who? I said I was, I was being a little facetious. But oh. if you look at how everything played out, and I, I know I, I'm just saying, like, we got to be better at short and intermediate routes. I would say try to do that a little bit more. But, like, the who one time. Who are you going to throw to? <laughs> man, like, 
like drop a running back out and just hit your check down constantly. Like at least take a chance doing that. But here, here's the thing too, and this part partially goes on Todd Downing because I need to see more play action. I don't care if it, the studies have shown, Denard, you don't actually have to have that strong of a run game or even have a run game to make people think, all right, if you go with the play action, there's a chance you can freeze them for a second. Studies now show you freeze don't have the, the linebackers. It, it just, it's the, it's the idea of he's possibly handing it off. If they just think that for a second, even if it's a team where it's like Mike Leach and you know they're going to throw it 90% of the time, the play action still has an impact. And so I'm going to give you these numbers. Uh, the F-Words pod put these out according to Pro Football Focus. But if you look at the Titans numbers, and you always talk about you want to work to the strengths of your players. For Ryan Tannehill, we know that play action is his strong suit. He does so much better in those situations. I'll give you these numbers for percents of plays that were play action first game of the year 11.6 percent of the play calls were play action all right we lost that game we got killed Todd Downing realized I need to start calling more play actions your second lowest or sorry that was your second lowest amount of play action play calls your next lowest was 9.6 in the loss against the the Texans last week and then your third lowest was 21.1 percent that was your loss against the Jets so what these numbers tell me is the three games you have ran the lowest amount of play-action passes, you have lost all three. And two of those games came with Derrick Henry. Two of, did, tell, tell, me, tell me I'm wrong. I think I better let it go. I, I get it. it. We're getting go. heated. It looks like another love TKO. I, D, I know it's not a common conception that you can do the play action and you or you have to have a strong run game to have the play action be a threat. But they've actually shown by modern numbers that's not entirely true. And so my goal for this game, for Todd Downing, is for Ryan Tannehill's passing attempts, I want to see at least 37% of those be play action passing attempts. I don't care if he's got bad running backs. I also want to see him use his legs. Would you not agree with me there? If you don't have anything else, make something happen. We haven't. The one time he took off, he ran for a first down last time. But he can't run every play, D. Not every play, but D, there was. You can't. D. One man can't be. Five, five rushing you, you attempts. Said, Am I asking? Like, is that I'm too much? You. I'm quoting you verbatim. You said work to the strength. You said work to the strengths to his players, the players that he have around him. He needs to use his strength. What strengths? The guy was a wide receiver in college. Your your number, your two number one receivers are gone. I know. AJ was playing fifty percent. Who's your number? And when you say one play action to who? Who's gonna beat you? We play action to who? If you can freeze them for us, if you freeze them for a millisecond, Texas one play action Sunday. Did Did you see the one play action? The Texans. The the no. No, I didn't. Okay, and they no. only had 190 yards. No. They had 190 yards go. of offense. Because I said what they had nobody on the edges to beat this team. No, beat they the didn't Titans. run. They didn't run play action because they were going to have to worry about taking a sack, and, and they realized that they took Tennessee, sacks. Who are you going to run play action too? Who are you going to hit? Julio, he's done. Nick he's Westbrook, Akine, at least use him. Chester Rogers, Davy. We listen. We just talked about. We continue to talk about this over and over. You go back. Let's just look at history. And I played this game, and I've been on teams like this that, unfortunately, when the injury bug hit, it hit like the flu. I mean, it was just going through everybody. And so it limits what a coach can and cannot do. 
he cannot sometimes run what he would run normally in a game if he had his two stud receivers, one of them that can top the defense. If you go back to that Seattle game, what did you see Julio Jones? What was he able to do to that Seattle defense? What was he, was he able, able to do? He was do? able to make some plays on the deep ball. How did he make those plays? What kind of plays were he making? I feel like Play I'm trying over the top. He yeah. was topping the defense, right? Yeah, I'm trying right, to go back and remember that. Okay, well, you seem to remember everything else, so let's remember that Seattle game. Julio was able to get, what, behind the defense. Davey, you don't have not one guy. I've been, I've played against teams like this where it's kind of like, well, who do they have? And so what you do is it limits your play calling. This is not Todd Downing's fault. He didn't know that, listen, I didn't realize I'm going to have to use 82 players, 84, and, and, the, and the numbers are going up exponentially as we're talking so, D, look at it like this. This is a team right now, and I'll tell our listeners, you have to sometimes brace for hard times right now until they can get healthy. This is look at Just look at history. Look at what San Francisco had to go through last year in 2020. They had 84 players, on. think about that, they had to use, and they finished 6-10. and 10. You look at the Dolphins the year before that in 2019, they had to use 84 players. They went 5-11. and 11. This team is eight and three, eight and three, Debo. I mean, that's called resilient. This is a team that, and they still had a chance to win Sunday. And it wasn't all on Ryan. This is a total team effort. What happened, and I can tell you what Ryan was doing, he was pressing because he didn't have no playmakers around him. He didn't have no running game. I mean, when you talk, when, you, when, it, when I got, when I was watching this game, Debo, I was looking at Dontrell Hilliard, and I kept saying, Dontrell Hilliard? Who is Dontrell Hilliard? And I was thinking next, well, who else is going to be a running back? I was thinking they're going to call, I said, what would be funny if they said Davey Hudson? Davey Hudson on the carry. You know what I would have done if I would have heard that? Headed to the hospital? Yes. To, to see me after the play? No, I would have headed to the hospital and just stayed there. Because that's what it's called. <laughs> no, I figured you would have headed to the hospital you, to make sure I was okay. I knew I'd be in overnight playing at, if I was playing running back for the Titans. But D, I, no. I I hear you. I, I like I'll say this. I don't think we're that far apart. I think we're looking at it in two separate ways. I'm thinking I understand completely that the weapons are depleted for Ryan, but at the same time, you have to do something to go and try and win this game. And so if it's and that's not, what they're doing. I, I know. And so if it's not. It, it's. I can tell you what it's not going to be because this is not Ryan Tannehill's strength. It's not going to be drop back, throw the ball fifty times. I I can promise you a hundred times, ninety nine times out of a hundred, we lose this game. If the game plan is we're going to have Ryan drop back and throw it fifty times, we we might win one, and that's if the defense can put up twenty one points for us. What are you going to do in the passing game to try to beat the Patriots? Davey is going to start with. It's just going to start with Nick Westbrook, Ikeene. It's going to start with Chester Rogers. It's going to start with Des Fitzpatrick. And it's going to start with Cody Hollister. I can tell you who's got the work cut out for him is the receiver coach, Rob Moore, my former teammate. He knows, listen, and he's been on teams like this as well. He's looking at the players that he have in that locker room. And I've been in that locker room before, and I can tell you what a coach is saying. He's looking at each guy and telling them it's your time to step up. You have to step up and you have to make plays. And when your number is called, we're anticipating you making a play. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know this is that when you're, when you're, when your perimeter game 
if you're struggling, what helps a perimeter game is when you have a strong running game. Now, if you don't have a strong running game, you look at this New England team. Look at where they started and look at where they're at now. What do they have? What is the one thing? And let's not even start with the quarterback, okay? Because we haven't even talked about this New England team. We continue to revert back to, you know, what happened. And we know what happened with this Titans. Know what's happening is that they're they're just not healthy. When you look at this team for New England, what has helped a young quarterback? Uh, and he's playing at a level right now, very high, like he played at Alabama. What do you think has helped them over the last five weeks? Because they're five and zero in the last five games. What do you think is helping him get through this season? Not just get through, but well, to progress. They they have a strong offensive line for starters. Uh, 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 great, there you go. And they're using the run game what to else? take some of the load off of him. It's not like he doesn't have stud receivers. They're using the run game to take the load again? off of him. They're Thank using. You. I'll say it again, but he's a rookie. He's not a guy who's been in the league for almost 10 years now and should have a better understanding. You don't have to be. I, I get it. But, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, you go out, you pay him the big contract, and weapons are no weapons. And, again, this is probably a bad comparison, but you see, like, the elite quarterbacks, even when they get down on weapons, they find a way to make guys that you, you wouldn't be successful elsewhere. I grew up in East Tennessee. The, the talk's about Peyton Manning, and I, I know that's probably not the best comparison just because you look at Peyton Manning and you know he's one of the greatest of all times. But there's a lot of guys that wouldn't have had success anywhere else if it weren't for Peyton Manning. And I'm not going to get that from Ryan, and I understand I'm not going to get that. But it, it's, it's one of those things to where I need him to put the load on his shoulders and just if he cannot make mistakes. I, I think our defense can keep us in this game to where it's a low-scoring game. I think I can... I can see this being like a 20 to 17 type game either way. As crazy as that might sound, as injured as we are. But I know the Patriots have come on lately. They've gotten hot. They use the run game, as, as you're trying to, to point out. So what can the Titans do to go in there and try to pull off an upset? That, that That's my question. And I understand you can point to say, well, we, we're injured. And so is, is the answer just, just, hey, just punt this game? I, no. Obviously, I know that's not the answer, but... Well, I just got on you about the kneeling part when you referred to the game like uh, what happened in the movie The Water Boy. I don't believe in I that as I well. Joking. Listen, it's, I know, I know you're joking, but it, it's just right now. Listen, D, and I would tell our listeners is when your team look at it like this, D. You had 53 pieces to the puzzle at the beginning of the season. Okay, this puzzle going into what week 12. It's not the same puzzle. Even though the parts may fit the same, it's still a different puzzle. Okay. These are like, it, it looks, it's brand new. Okay. And so when you have this many guys that have been, uh, that have gone on IR, it seems like every week there's someone new. David Long Jr., we talked about how productive he's been. There was no David Long Jr. We've seen Monty Rice out there. He's looking, but Monty Rice is a rookie. It, it, Davey, I've never seen anything like this. This is a team that's going to surpass the record of players used in a season. And we've got, well, we have six games left. And yeah. so right now, when you talk about the ebbs and the flows of a season, they're about to get, they're about to go through one because it's hard for teams to overcome a deficit where your star players are out. When I make, when I made reference to Tom Brady in 2019, one of the reasons uh, I, I think he left New England is because they he didn't have the weapons that he had previously. 
when he was winning with Randy Moss and, and Julian Elderman got older. He didn't have those playmakers. So look what happened when he went to Tampa Bay. What Look at Antonio Brown. Look at uh, who's the stud? The stud received Chris Godwin. Godwin. Chris Godwin, he's a stud. Look at the O.J. Howard, I mean, the tight end. They brought in Gronk. You see what I'm saying? He had weapons. I, I don't care how. I know, I know what you, but listen, one man, and I, and I can tell you the way he played because that's what teams do or players with great players would do is they start trying to win the game themselves. And you can't do that. And listen, you got, you got to think about this time of year as well. The weather, the weather can determine a lot of what you do. Great teams know how to run the football at this time of year. I told you, Debo, that in order for you to get where you want to be, and that is in Los Angeles, California, when it's all Inglewood, beautiful Inglewood, you have to run the ball. Teams that run the ball that are effective every Sunday, Thursday, or Monday night, Debo, it increases their chances to win at this time or this stage of the season. When you look at this New England team, look at Ramadre Stevenson, look at how they beat up Atlanta 25 to zero. What was, what was the Patriots offense doing? What was Josh, when you look at their offensive coordinator, one of the best McDaniels, what is he, what was he doing? He was oh, a heavy load of that running game and he yeah. seemed They're to really focus. Yeah, they kept it simple. They went very simple. Ramadre Stevenson ended up going off. We know about Damian Harris, who's their leading rusher out of Alabama. Uh, they have a three-headed monster at running back. And that's what helps that young quarterback because when you get that running game going, it opens up, it opens up that perimeter. It takes that safety out of the box. And now I'm telling you, you need that in this league. That's just, that's the way you win. That's the blueprint of winning. Davey, that's why you're not going to win games by throwing the ball 50 or 60 times a game. That's not going to work. No, I'm 100% with Even, you. and hold on. Even when you talk about Peyton Manning, I love Peyton Manning, but you tell me something. Peyton had a strong running game. You talk about Dominic Rhodes. I love Dominic. That's my boy. Uh, he played with my brother down at Midwestern State. You're talking about yeah, who was the guy at LSU that they had that year that was a, a put Adrian James, the Hall of Famer. He had a great back. And tell me that the, the twice when they went to the Super Bowl, did Peyton Manning have a quality running back behind him? Well, I was referring more to his time in Denver whenever he made guys like Eric Decker and Julius Thomas look elite. Okay, but even even when he was at Denver, tell me who was the running back. Prime example. I'm going to make it each own words. Uh, when he no was at Sean Denver, Marino. there was a I young mean, he also had Demar He also had Demarius Thomas. I'm, I'm saying, like, I know he had some guys. But, but who he, did he have running the ball at Denver? No Sean. Out of Georgia, no Sean Marino. Not no Sean. Uh, who else no. did he have? He had no Sean there for a bit, yeah. No Sean was there for a bit. I know who no Sean is. But he had a strong running game that year when they was able to win the Super Bowl. Who was that? Who was that back? Tell me his name. I'm really drawing a blank. Who was it? C.J. Anderson. You remember C.J. Anderson? Yeah, I do. You remember? I think that you kind of, I think I that kind of makes my point. Because let me tell you something. C.J. They, they rode, I'll tell you, C.J. Anderson's back to the Super Bowl that year. He was the one that got that running game he generated that momentum for Denver to move forward. It wasn't just Peyton because Peyton, he was shot. Davey, listen, he was dealing with so many neck injuries. But you know what? What did the Broncos do? You saw a heavy dose of the running game with C.J. Anderson. 
And that really prolonged his career because a lot of people was saying that he didn't really have it no more. And I tell you what, that really was the difference maker that year when they went to the Super Bowl with C.J. Anderson. When they beat Carolina in the Super Bowl years ago, that was C.J. Anderson. That was really 50% or 60% of their offense was their running game. So when people tell me that, when you tell me that the running game, the running, it's, it's about the running game. You got to think about the weather at this time of year. I know like, you don't want to hear that. No, I, I believe you 100%. I know it. And I mean, I've talked about it with Derek. He does good in, in the colder weather and, but and I know we're just talking about this game moving forward, and I, I know you don't prepare for this amount of injuries, but a big part of the problem for the Titans is, and again, like I think overall they've done a good job, but this was a problem where you you failed on getting a backup running back in Darrington Evans. You got a guy who's not been able to be healthy. Uh, you whiffed on Isaiah um, Isaiah Wright at right tackle. That's going to be a problem. I was actually looking at the pressure numbers. David Quesenberry, as well as he's done, he actually gave up more pressures than anybody else last week. And then you also look at the fact that. I said before the trade deadline they need to go out and get another receiver to help Ryan because not long after that, AJ's been banged up. We knew Julio was going. Julio went on IR even after that, and then Josh Reynolds you had to cut him, and they they didn't go out and they didn't make a move, and so now we're stuck with Desmond Patrick having to play, and he doesn't even know the playbook. So again, a, a good portion of this falls on the general manager for not having any backup plans that were going to work. And so now we're in this predicament. And again, don't get me wrong. I understand we're eight and three. And I, but when I look at the rest of the games that are coming up, I still think they're very winnable, but I like, it's the, the old saying of fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And, and this is where we're at with the Titans, where they have a game that they should win. They, they lost to the worst team in the league twice now this year in the Jets and the Texans. And it's just frustrating because we come back and, and I'm, I'm, I'm there with you, Denard. I don't know what you do for an offensive game plan against the Patriots. You're the hottest team in the NFL right now whenever you look at who the Titans have available. Yeah. And it sucks. And so that's that's why I'm like, well, at least I know even whenever Derek was out, you go back and you look at – I want I want to pull that up because I'm pretty sure even whenever you weren't having a solid run game – I want to make sure I get this right. Okay, so in our win against the Saints, you, you ran a – play action on 23.3% of the dropbacks. It's very low compared to a lot of the other games. But when you did run the play action there, Ryan was 7 of 7 and was able to throw for 67 yards in a game where the offense didn't gain a whole lot. So I'm just thinking, if you've had success doing that and nothing else is working, I'm at least, that is what I'm going to to start things off. And I know we've we've gone way over talking about this game. And I know yeah. it's it's probably the most heated we've ever been at each other and it just so happens that it's a Thanksgiving episode but but Marcus was healthy that game he was he, <laughs> he gave you some help but he got hurt that I mean that was his one game that was that was kind yeah. of what happened but it, that's why they was able to win that one game he showed up big and but again he got hurt Sunday with the hamstring day so I don't I don't know what they're gonna do I, I'm not feeling good about it I surprisingly think it'll be close I just do because even though they're banged up, I think the defense is going to really step up and hopefully can force a, a turnover at some point. And maybe you just do enough to where Randy Bullock actually gets field goals. You don't always go for it because, uh, I mean, they went for it on multiple occasions, weren't able to pick it up. Now, some they did, but you, at, in this game, I think points are a priority, and so you just take what you can get, not try to eat the whole cake whenever you got a, a slice right in front of you. I don't even know if that's a say, and I'm just frustrated at this point because I'm I'm hoping for a good game, but I understand the current team's limitations. Denard, um, 
I guess on the way out, I would like your closing thoughts. I know we we were kind of all over the place on this one, but your closing thoughts and then your game prediction for the <clears throat> Patriots game this coming Sunday. Closing thoughts is set. It's a seventeen game season. Seventeen games. It is a tough season. This is a game of attrition, D. And there's no general manager and there's no head coach that goes into a season anticipating breaking the record for the most players used in a season. No coach thinks like that. They know that injuries is inevitable and inevitably it will happen. We've seen that throughout the league, but you have to find a way uh, through the bad times in order to find some smooth air. You look at Kansas City, what they've been able to do these last few weeks, they're starting to look like the old Chiefs. And now we're starting to see teams like Buffalo fade away that was hot in the first part of the season. Again, this is a resilient bunch of players, unfortunately. Bud Dupree, you see what done happened to him. So we're not going to have our biggest free agent on defense uh, play Sunday. But again, Ola and Derek Roberson, they're going to have to step in in his absence. Again, as Greg Lerner said from ESPN Chattanooga, and the theme of this season has been building on strength and numbers, and that's what this team is going to have to do going forward. They have six games left, Debo, six games left, and they still can control their own destiny. Unfortunately, right now, I believe that New England is the best team in the AFC. They're 7-4, and four, and Bill Belichick has got this team playing like they played in the past. This looked like the 2000, this resembles the 2001 Patriots because when you look at those studs of Dante Hightower, we know him, the ninth year pro to Alabama and Cal Van Noy, who's a stud, the most underrated player in the National Football League. And that's secondary with Devin McCourty. Davey, I believe New England will win this game Sunday. Uh, and then I, and I hope that Tennessee after this game will take a long rest and come back for the five remaining games and finish out strong and to get ready for the playoffs. I think this team still is going to make the playoffs. I'm not getting off no, the I still think they'll make the playoffs. What's, uh, what's your score prediction? I have New England winning, I'm going to say 37. Oh, wow. 37-21, New England wins this game. They're, they're not going to get 37. Our defense has at least done enough to to limit a team to that. I mean, that'd be, that 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 would just be awful. I, I I'm not confident we win this game, but I, I don't see New England. They only put up 25 against a bad Atlanta defense. Um, it's one of those games to where I said it beforehand, I have never looked forward to a bye so much in my life, and that still holds even more true as we sit here and record this. I will say that if the Titans somehow miraculously pull off the upset here, it will by far be the best win of the season. I don't care how ugly of a game it is, but when you look at the pieces that Coach Vrabel and his staff have to work with, if you can beat this New England team right now on the road, it will hands down be your best win of the 2021 season. And it can also change the future because right now things are not looking good as far as holding on to that one seed I don't think the Titans pull off the win. I hope I'm wrong. We're the underdog again, and I know that usually bodes well for the Titans, but when I look at the rosters, I can't pull myself to say that the Titans are going to win. I do think it's closer. The line's been six and a half for whatever reason. I think the Titans still find a way to cover this one, but I have the Titans losing this one 23-17, and if for some way that, uh, that score were to be flipped and the Titans come out on top, it would be a... A Thanksgiving miracle, and I would be giving lots of thanks 
for holding everything together. And possibly, if you do that, you got a chance to... If you do that, I think you ultimately end up with the one seed because having the buy and then getting some other guys back healthy would just be critical. But that's where it's at. We went way over today, Denar, but I did think we had some good debates. And for the listeners, I hope you all enjoyed it. And I hope you and your families have a happy Thanksgiving. We are thankful that you tune in yes. and listen to us. But that is going to wrap it up for us today. And thank you, Denard. I, I really, I know we, we went at it today, but but thank you for being my friend and doing all all that you do, sir. So I didn't say I was your friend, but I want you to have a happy Thanksgiving and to all our listeners, fine, all the Titan fine. fans. No, have no, a happy I'm Thanksgiving. Cutting, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Don't cut that out. Don't cut, cut that out. No, I'm just cutting you off. I'm going to mute, mute okay. your mic. For Denard Walker, <laughs> I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, help us God tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Belief Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.